What up, Oasis people? Wow, we are back. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back in the studio with you guys. We're going to do another podcast doing it. Yeah. I think it's episode 126. Is it really? Or are you making that up? No, I made that. No, up. it's like, oh, okay. it's, I think it's around 90. <laughs> We're almost something. at, we should do something big. We for should 100. do something live, live recording no, no. at Cool Beans. <laughs> We should wear like crazy costumes Mess it, or DM something. DM Brennan. I'm all of you. DM yeah. him. DM at the Oasis account. Find his real accounts, his personal accounts. I'm off. Go to the um. SDSU Foundation. Find his wife. And you guys need to just make. We're gonna make this happen. We're gonna make it happen. I'm off Instagram for Lent, so you have to get back to me on that one. Oh wait, the Oasis. If we Instagram did it, is cool popping. beans, and then people show up. They get to jump into the podcast for a minute and a half. Do a live surprise podcast Q and A. I would do a Q&A. That would actually be fun. Listen, People would come, just come and ask their question and we answer. And then they, but I've yeah. never really gotten the idea behind a lot live podcast. Like, oh, yeah. It's weird. It's yeah. super. It's just it's people coming to watch you talk. Like, just imagine if there yeah. are other people yeah. besides Dylan it would be in, weird, in the yeah. room. Yeah. Right It'd be now. great. It'd be really weird. But if but it, it was there's cool a, it could be coming back be and forth. I can get a traveling mic and just walk around the people there <laughs> no, and just start no, asking. No, no, that now I'm definitely out. Get him. We're making big plans. Here's the question. Here's the question. We're talking about how to find a church, yeah. and part of that launches off the idea of that Oasis is not a church. It's a ministry mm-hmm. within a church, but I want to ask this first question because I think it'll be fun. What What is your favorite part about Oasis? I feel like mm-hmm. the creative ideas that come out of, like, especially when, <laughs> yeah. wanting to do a live podcast, <laughs> like those moments of just creating. <laughs> I like the leadership that you get to put the kibosh on something that you don't like. We're really good at taking one tiny idea and, like, rolling it into something ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you work with Dreamer. Yeah, mm. but seriously, that's deep. <laughs> that is what. What is the favorite? You know, favorite I part? hate this question. What is a favorite part? <laughs> I then, do. man. I think it, it changed. It's changed over the last even three years for me because when I was the shepherd, the pastor of Oasis, mm-hmm. it was like those like I love the Sunday night, but the Monday night leadership things. Mm. But it was just to be with the people, mm. like to to equip people. Now, as someone who just kind of like comes alongside. It's just I to see a ton of young adults come together on a Sunday night who love Jesus and are choosing to be there, who've decided mm-hmm. post high school like they're coming and and prioritizing their faith and they're coming just to worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. I I the son last preached just recently yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I couldn't fall asleep. After, like yeah. I just couldn't. I just yeah, I, I was that. pumped and it Middle was good. Middle of the good. service, like, you were trying to catch some catch a nap, but you just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it just is. It's to see like this. It's unique, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not normal in in our part of the country uh, to have this many young adults come and want to worship Jesus and be intentional about their faith. And so to see them all in one spot on Sunday mm-hmm. night, we worship together, and it's just free. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, Jenna, what do you think? I was gonna make a joke about how awesome the worship pastor is. <laughs> <laughs> I just really love the songs that they yeah. sing. <laughs> but in all reality, I to build off of that Sunday night thing, I love specifically that students come out of their own choice, but then they also come with an intentionality and a desire to step in and worship um, and to learn and grow. And so, like, you don't always see that in church. Like, even working with high school students, sometimes they just come because their parents drop them off or they feel like they have to. But I feel like for college students, they're in this, like, unique place that they get to actually make that choice. And they come because they want to be there. Um, And you see that in how they worship, how they show up, how they serve, how they are diving into the Word. And I just think that's super awesome and cool. Yeah, there's a huge ownership part of it yeah. that starts mm-hmm. at that age. Uh, for me, one of the things that I, I love so deeply about Oasis is the community it provides for people if they're searching for it. Yeah. You know, like we're going to talk about this even in this podcast, how community is not necessarily spoon fed. But when people want and are hungry for community, Oasis provides an awesome opportunity for them to connect. Like 
as we look back over different leaders or different people that have been a part of the ministry, we've just seen this overwhelming sense of someone who will come in lost, lonely, searching for for just people to do life with, and they'll find it in the midst of Christian Mm -hmm. community here at Oasis. That's incredible. Like college or young adult life can feel isolating, even though you're, you're living next to people or you're working next to people. So Oasis has this middle ground that becomes a place for people to connect and to love each other and to love Jesus is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. What's another thing we love about Oasis? (laughs) Probably Um, we could agree on the thing we don't love. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) What? I just missed it. Go ahead. No. No, What were you going to say? Fill it in. Okay. I can't wait. (laughs) Uh, It's the reality that it's, we love it and, and don't love it at the same time. That's what oh, I was, is that what you yeah, say? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no I was so setting lost. it up. I'm so I miss it. I'm I'm gone. I'm so, I literally am still thinking about wanting to do the live podcast since for the hundredth oh, episode. Oh man, it won't it won't get yeah, out of my brain. I'm, I'm, I'm to starting make to make a joke mental notes. That, that that was the thing that we all dislike the most. So here at Grace Point. <laughs> Just go, uh, just the go. Brookings, uh, 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 South Dakota, which most of you know because you're either from here and listen or you've been here a part of it, and some of you might know, is uh, a lot of our congregation at Oasis is made up of college students who are entering and in that young adult stage of life. Uh, but with that, a lot of them leave. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome because there's a really biblical, practical reality of what it looks like just to be a sending group of people and ascending ministry. And it sucks because <laughs> that means that people leave. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's hard like mm-hmm. it gets really really hard but it's really awesome because you see a kingdom-minded reality yeah. of what oasis brings is mm-hmm. we go and send people out, and there's people who go in and do ministry and are volunteers and leaders in churches and who come out and be pastors mm-hmm. in a lot of different areas and contexts and that's beautiful but it becomes really really hard yeah yeah there's just this duality of one of the the best parts about oasis is like we have this nature that's sending mm-hmm. and there is positives and negatives in that And so what we try to do while people are here and part of Oasis, and for some people that's a year, that's two years. For some it's six, seven, eight years. Like we love the people who have longevity here too and choose to make Brookings even more of a home than just like a transient stop. But what we try to do is we try to be really intentional while people are here to develop and to grow them, to pour into them, to connect them to community that's going to help them become more like Jesus. We want to push into that. But now as we look towards the end of every year, the end of every semester, these transition moments, we always want to be really intentional about sending too. So what's that look like? What does it look like to be intentional with sending just in like who God is and what that means for us? Well, you look and just that was the nature of God. Mm -hmm. Like literally, you even look at John 3, 16, for our salvation, for us to be saved, for a relationship to get like back to what was intended for us in our in the original designs. Like God sent his son that we would be saved, right? He died for us that Mm -hmm. we'd be saved. But also in that, it's like, he also, in that Father sends a Son, the Son has promised us then the Holy Spirit. And so there's this ascending nature of the Trinity and of the nature of God that's been incorporated into the ministry and the kingdom and the church of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a beautiful thing. Again, it can be really hard. John 20, 21 says, again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. The Great Commission, go make disciples of all nations. And that go gives this duality of as, go like as you are just living life, remember to make disciples. So where you're at, wherever you're at, but mm-hmm. also like go and mm-hmm. like Acts 1, right away, right before he leaves and ascends into heaven, he gives this command like or says to them, you will be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to make disciples and to reach people here, but and then everywhere else in the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's an sure. incredibly biblical kingdom-minded thing. And here's, here's the hard part is when we say everybody leaves, yeah. We mean everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's a new congregation every like two to three years. Yeah. Basically. So either you're, you're graduating senior, junior, uh, super senior, 
six-year senior <laughs> and you're finally graduating and deciding to move out of Brookings or you're a young adult and you're a transition, like young adult life is just really transient. Like you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out where what your career is and where you want to live and where you want to be. And so we see a lot of the young adults who are coming, they're in Brookings for a season, but then they decide to go somewhere else. Or even college students where you're here for a, a good portion of the year, but for the summer, a lot of you leave. Yeah. Like you go back home or back to other places or to internships or to different job opportunities. And, and that's awesome. Again, we love that. But this podcast becomes, <laughs> how do we find a church? And this is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because at some point in your life, even if it's not now, it'll be in a couple months, it'll be in a couple years, you'll leave. And you'll have a transition moment. And it'll be, okay, what what do I look for now? So what's one of the like foundational ideas behind this podcast of like why it's so important to find a church? Yeah, it's super important because community is vital to how we function and live as, as beings that we're not meant to be isolated, but that God has created us with this um, powerful aspect of relationship that no matter where we're at or what we're doing, we need to have a relationship and be in the midst of that. And so it's important that that's not just clubs and friends and, and casual things, but that as Christians, we have a community as well. And so finding a church is a vital part of continuing in that process of having community and growing into what God desires and wants for us. Yeah, but why the church? Like, I feel like some people push back against this idea. It's like, okay, it's just me and Jesus. Like, over the summer, I'm on a three-month sabbatical, me and Jesus, (laughs) just three months of solitude. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to, but I don't need to go to church when I'm back home. Or like, I don't need to go to church in my new city. Like, I'll just keep watching Oasis online, or I'll just like tune into a YouTube video whenever I need it. Like, <laughs> what's the importance of actual physical church with the people of God in it? Yeah, one, it's it's God's chosen instrument for equipping His people. Like you'll read the Ephesians text, mm-hmm. on and, and we get these beautiful giftings out of that. And in that, those giftings were given to God's people to help grow and mature God's people mm-hmm. ultimately into holiness until Jesus comes back. But it's the equipped people, the equipped saints into full maturity and just into service for each other to encourage one another. You can't do life alone. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the biblical example of the Acts 2 movement. Mm-hmm. It's it's people coming together, Acts 2, devoting themselves to the apostles, teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That can't happen by yourself. Yeah. And then also, it's a command of Scripture. Yeah. Hebrews mm-hmm. 10 tells us, let us consider how we are spur one another towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Like, there's a command there. Mm-hmm. Don't stop giving up. Like, don't give up meeting together this is how important and big and huge this is it's not just come because you have to mm-hmm. it's you once you really are intentional and realizing the importance of community and being connected to the local church you realize and see the significance of your own individual faith and maturity growing up and becoming more like jesus but an opportunity then for you because every single one of us has been gifted to use those gifts then to help others grow in their faith and to reach other people for jesus yeah mm-hmm. i've heard this analogy and it's always helped me and i think it's jp he's a pastor in texas i can't remember but he talks about some Sometimes when Christians ask him, like, hey, can I be a Christian without attending the church? And he's like, well, can you be a swimmer without ever getting in the pool? <laughs> it's like, no. Like, that's where the, the swimmer is a swimmer in the pool. And, and a Christian learns what it means to be a Christian, is discipled into being a Christian, is is trained up in the way they should go, is encouraged and is loved in the church. Yeah. And so that's where you, you, you learn what it means to love and to follow Jesus. And that's lived out in context of community. It's lived out in clubs like organizations not clubs like <laughs> like party like downtown clubs like it, i mean it could be lived out there but that's a that's a whole nother podcast um no 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 uh i'm so lost now ah, no i'm talking so like, about li- that live podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, serious 
No, lived out in like an organization, like a club or an activity, or it's lived out among friends. It's lived out among like the sports that you participate in, the hobbies that you have, but it's formed and so much of it is is developed and nurtured in the church setting. And, and, and alongside that, and here's why this whole podcast and this idea of how to find a church is for all people, whether you're leaving for three months and coming, maybe it's coming back here into Brookings and, and to be part of Grace Point and Oasis, or you're literally leaving and you're transitioning to the next season of life. Mm-hmm. Even if it's for the three month period to find a church and, and be a part of a community, even though you can't uh maybe you can't you won't be there for a long time it's the discipline of recognizing mm-hmm. even i'm gonna go and be a part of a community where i'm at yeah mm-hmm. and so even that discipline keeps into your mind hey don't give up meeting together mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and even it i think pushes into us to realize that the church is bigger than just our local context so, too so good. yeah and so to know that like you may be at this church for three months and you're not going to get highly invested you may not step into service but you're there participating like you're part of the church, the global church, the same people that you're going to be worshiping with in heaven that so you may only worship with here on the earth for three months, but for all of eternity, we'll be worshiping That's together. That's so stinking good. And what's it's that like, can do for your discipleship? Yeah, to be able so to hear good. and learn from people that maybe you wouldn't have even yeah. thought of going, like you never thought of going there, but all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. like, no, I can receive here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even doesn't fit with what I like or what I'm used to. It's like, I can receive here. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So how do, how do you go about actually picking that church? So say you're moving and you're looking towards the new community you're going to be a part of if you're going home for the summer. How do you go about picking a church? Get it, Jan. Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you have to decide what you're looking for and go beyond the cosmetics. And so decide or like determine what are preferences and then what is the discipleship that you need to step into? Mm -hmm. Uh, What was that alliteration you gave earlier? Yeah, so it's just like you recognize (laughs) in yourself like what should be priority. So what is God commanded to be priority and what are your preferences? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So ask, what are you looking for? What is key for your discipleship process that you want uh, to continue to step into? And so a couple that we would give is probably non-negotiables, no matter yeah. where you go, is that first, is this a gospel-centered church? Um, so is they are they gospel-centered in their teaching, or in their music, and how they fellowship, the events that they um, you know put on? Um, because that just really comes back if we look in Scripture, First Corinthians, First Corinthians fifteen three through four says, "For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance: that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures; that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures." And so, this is what has to be key, foundational, center to all of our Christian life, all yes. of our Christian faith, and should be key in every single church. Mm-hmm. Sometimes gets lost, and so that's where you have to make this a priority and continue to seek it out. I want to I want to throw a tangent because Here we go. yes, worship pastor on the mic, Jaina, not yes. me. I am. Okay. Oh goodness, that would be a train wreck. Worship pastor Brennan. I actually had a Coming nightmare. To next I told Jaina about that. <laughs> yeah, you did. That I, I had to lead a worship song, but I crushed it in my dream. So maybe it was. It was prophetic. Not a, it was prophetic. Maybe, it was maybe it wasn't a nightmare. But here's the question: How does mm-hmm. music in a church? Yeah. How is that gospel centered? Like, aren't we just singing the songs that are popular and that we like? How does that work? Mm. Uh, some churches might be, and sometimes that's okay because there's a reality that what the the larger church um, affirms usually is that's part of the process of deciding songs as a worship pastor is what is the global church affirming and, mm. and using. Um, but don't be afraid to look into the lyrics of a song. There are so many quote-unquote worship songs out there that if you really look at the lyrics, they don't say anything. Mm. <laughs> and that's one of my pet peeves, and I'm also very intentional about looking at lyrics quite a bit. Um, but do the songs we sing include all characters of God, like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Do they speak the truth of who he is? Are they about him as much as they're about us? Because you can have place for both. Like there can be songs that we use for our response. I mean, um, songs that affirm and build us up, songs that allow us to speak to each other mm-hmm. in nature too as well as with God. Um, but yeah, question 
the songs, listen to the lyrics. Is there something really there? Is there mm-hmm. scripture that, that stands behind what the things that you're singing are? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the key parts that I want to add on that is if you feel like there's a song that's not gospel centered, ask without assuming. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Like, Super good. I feel like so many times there's someone who has that right heart. They're like, yeah. okay, I want to question this song because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that as, as the church I'm participating in is gospel centered, but then they listen to the lyrics. So they start to make their own assumptions, but they, they exclude the person making the decision mm-hmm. and they're not willing to go and have the conversation and say, Hey, I, I read this song. Like, why do we sing this song? Or yeah. like, what, why did you choose it? And let mm-hmm. them speak into a little bit of like, okay, this is what I saw in it. And then yeah. have that discussion rather than saying, well, they don't care. <laughs> they just pick this because yeah. they think it's catchy. And That's they cool. just want like, yeah, like that, the chances are it's probably not that, mm-hmm. that the, the worship leader or whoever picked that song had some intentionality yeah. behind mm-hmm. it. So go and have that conversation. Yeah. And that could be a really good way to find out if they are gospel centered in their worship. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they don't have answers to those questions, that mm. can be concerning. Yeah. But Let's jump yeah, on to the teaching part. What does yeah, it look to have I think a gospel centered teaching? Another thing to prioritize and look for is biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this idea of 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures, God breathed and useful. And this isn't... Oh man, I got to be careful how I maybe phrase this. You guys can call me off. I'm wrong on this. I think when people want to like prioritize or even, and sometimes I think we can get into a preference when it comes to the Bible. Like Hmm. my preference is I want a ton of scripture read in the Hmm. service. Yeah. It's like, well, how do you discern well, what does it mean by biblical teaching? Mm -hmm. And I think some of it is the recognition that the Bible is the revealed will of God to us. It's God speaking to us. And so is that at least used? Like that's probably a good check mark. (laughs) Preach a whole sermon. It's like, I don't know if I ever heard any scripture. I feel like there's been some really great sermons that we've done on Sunday night or even on Sunday morning for Grace Point. It's like, we don't read a ton of scripture, but it's grounded in foundational biblical truths, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so some of that is like, you got to know your scripture a little bit. Mm -hmm. But also there's like, it's not worshiping or having a preference to the point of like, I have to have a specific amount of scripture mm-hmm. or even like, and this may be getting to points we don't need to get into. I think it's a preference to want exegetical preaching versus topical preaching. Mm-hmm. I think both yeah. are necessary. So exege- exegetical meaning like almost a verse by verse going through a, a book of, of the Bible. We do that a ton on Sunday morning, yeah. yet it's mm-hmm. still topical in its ways. We're Sunday night at Oasis, mm-hmm. even with youth, it's, it's it leans more topical, mm-hmm. but we still yeah. do both. We balance yeah. both well. Yeah. So even recognize that like that is a style of preaching mm-hmm. that is a preference mm-hmm. and you can still have both. It's just, what does it mean to have biblical teaching? It's are these things grounded in the revealed will of of, mm-hmm. of God, which is the word to us, and are, are these sermons at least grounded yeah. in biblical truth? And I think people even get that confused when they when we put such a stark division between exegetical and topical. So like it's both because mm-hmm. even in the sermon that will probably come out on Sunday, um, the, the last one of our anxiety series, the before we do depression after Easter, like it's a topical message on that. We're preaching about anxiety, but it's an exegetical mm-hmm. sermon yeah. from Luke 10. Yeah. It's the story yeah. of Mary and Martha broken down verse by verse. Yeah. Yeah. So someone will be like, ah, oh, it's a topical message and this doesn't fit my preference. And they're not preaching the Bible, but even though we're addressing a specific topic, it's from one passage of scripture. That's going to mm-hmm. be thoroughly like reviewed, studied and preached. Yeah. So like there's a mix mm-hmm. in those two too. So it's yeah. like, Again, I, I would ask before you assume mm-hmm. like uh, in a church, but a lot of times when you sit, you could probably check the box of, if they're using <laughs> enough scripture for yeah. you. But yeah. the last one we want to talk about when it comes to uh, the gospel-centered piece is a big part of the gospel that needs to be included in the church is, is, is it missional? Like, are we about the mission of God? Do we care about the community we're a part of as well as the larger like picture of yeah. what God's doing in the world? That it's not all inward focused. Like, we're not all about our people and only our people, but we're about the people God loves everywhere, all people all the time. Like, 
Do we love non-Christians? Do we love Mm -hmm. our community? Are we serving? Are we a part of making sure that people are are cared for and loved? Are we about making sure that the gospel is spread and that people are being um, um, gospel-centered presences in their lives and in their communities? Like the the missional church, this idea of God is on a mission to, to restore all people back to relationship to him, the church needs to also be about that. And that's the Great mm-hmm. Commission. It's Matthew 28, 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Does the church that you're looking to be a part of, do they have that? As much as I love discipleship, yeah. a piece of discipleship yeah. mm-hmm. is learning what it looks <laughs> yeah. like to go with yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Like, that's why mm-hmm. I love the, the mission statement of Grace Point. Yeah. Like, encounter grace, yes. Grow in grace, yes. But give grace. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. go and start to live out the great commission of uh, uh, what a missional church should be. Yeah. What else? So like, besides, when we move past, like, okay, gospel-centered, mm-hmm. what is the next thing we would say of, like, how to pick a church? Yeah, I think there's an intentionality that you have to have recognizing. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, whether what stage you're in, maybe you're a freshman going back home for three months and you're going to come back here. Maybe you are a senior who's leaving, who's graduating, going to grad school or, or going into your career. You're a young adult who's been here for a while, been here for a season. It's like, all right, now I'm leaving for good. It's You've recognized already that community is not handed to you. It's hard. Like mm-hmm. it's something that you, as Brennan would say, is not spoon fed to you. There has, there's an intentionality that comes because community is difficult. Mm-hmm. And I still think I'm a young adult, even though some people would argue that. <laughs> that. Uh, but even like I, I'm married, have three kids. Community for me is still tough. Mm-hmm. Have to be intentional with it. Have to be intentional with it. And even in that, know that what you're going to go to, the spaces or places that you're going to be led to or sent to and you're leaving are different than where you just came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one thing to keep just building off that is it's, it's like you said, it looks different in each season. And I want to speak specifically to like maybe a senior graduating, okay. transitioning into young adult life. Like the community that needs to be found in young adult life is probably one of the hardest places to find it in some ways. Like for the first time in your life, you don't have like an a system, maybe like college, that's trying to give you community. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before. College is this social experiment where you have (laughs) dorms and clubs and organizations and classes and majors and and like advisors and you have things like Oasis. Like there's all of these places for you to connect. When you get into young adult life, a lot of that melts away. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you find yourself working a 30 to 50 hour work week. Um, You only have select time at nights. You don't necessarily have all of these other people around who have tons of free time like college students Mm -hmm. do. So as a young adult, it can be really different what it looks like to find community, what it looks like to to, to fight for that and Mm -hmm. to forge that. So one of the things that we would say is don't go looking for something like Oasis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't go looking for Oasis explicitly. That that maybe there's something that has like the same kind of vibe or it still pushes into community or it still like has a demographic where they have an age range that that, that can suit you and you can be a part of. But Oasis, like we've said, is not common. And so when we send people to different places and they say, oh, I can't wait to find Oasis there. It's like, you're you're probably not. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to look for something different. Yep. And even with that, I think what a lot of people mean, and they don't realize this, is I'm going to go find Oasis, meaning I want to go, I'm going to go find the things that I exactly experienced in the last four years. Mm. And yeah. so that, that includes socially, relationally. That includes like style or, or preference, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe of worship, but you can find that. But like, you ain't going to find Jaina. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you're going to find Brennan, Brennan, like each preacher and, and pastor that teaches, like it's a different style. It's a different way yeah. they do it because they're, they're coming in with their own experiences and, and it needs and, to be, and, that's and, the church, and right? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about the church. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think so much is you could find the aesthetic a little bit. Yeah. You will mm-hmm. not find the experiences. Yeah. And I you think can, that's what people desire. You can mm-hmm. find another semi-modern yes. contemporary Correct. church. There's plenty There's, of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or like 
What do you feel like diversity plays mm-hmm. into someone transitioning out of Oasis yeah. into something else? Yeah. Part of what is cool and unique about Oasis is that it's a very specific age demographic. And that puts you in a, a sphere of, of church and discipleship where you're with people who are in similar experiences of life. And that could be really, really good and beneficial. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we continue to do it. Yeah. But there's also something really beautiful and awesome about stepping into a relationship and doing church with people who are outside of your immediate like sphere and life experiences mm-hmm. that the 65 year old grandmother, I don't know how that age works. <sighs> Maybe a 65 grandmother. I don't know. Anyway, like she may have something just as impactful mm, and, and wonderful to teach you mm-hmm. as the guy who lives down the hall in the dorm from you. Yeah. So like step into some intergenerational church take, and you have to be intentional on that too, yeah. to create yeah. relationships there. Um, but then also like look for multicultural places too, that, that lots of different culture and experiences are present where you are, that we can continue to learn from people who live on outside of our immediate kind of a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause the world is so much bigger than yeah. what you've experienced. And the best thing that you can do to continue to grow as a young adult is to get outside of your comfort zone. Super good. Yeah. Last tag on there before we move to yet another point is like, take time, like be patient with yeah. it too. I find people, they, they want microwave community. They mm-hmm. want to move from Oasis or wherever they're at now into something else. And they want it to feel the same and be the same. And they want it to, they want to have deep relationships and intentional mm-hmm. conversations and an, an incredible growth group and discipleship partner and accountability and, and all of those things. I love that. That is the heart of someone who wants to continue yeah. to grow in the kingdom, who wants to continue to look and love like Jesus. But take time, like give yourself grace and be patient that those things are going to take time to develop. Mm-hmm. So be patient with it as you transition as well. Like mm-hmm. give yourself some grace. Yeah. What's another one? Uh, yeah, fine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, which I think no matter what season and what you're going into, this is maybe one of the most important ones. Mm-hmm. Uh is just the idea of committing and serving. Mm-hmm. Like where you're going to go, go there. And and yes, especially if you're literally moving to a new space, a new place, to a new like location, it's okay to take time to kind of see a few churches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hard part in that is you get into a potential mindset or rhythm of it's okay to bounce around. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's not because you're not committing. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 especially when I was a youth pastor, more so than anything, is that we'd have these these kids who would like choose one church on Wednesday night because they did – like they like the large group aspect, the big, mm. the corporate worship, and then the teaching. Well, our church we did that every other week, where we did that, and then we do small group. Mm. It's like, well, they didn't want to mm. do small group because there's community and you have to talk, and there's like <laughs> there's challenge in that, but there's yeah. also encouragement in that. So yeah. then they go to a different church those nights. It's like what's happening is like you are splitting your time between two families a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm. It's like you're not able to give your full self into yeah. one thing. And I'm so, and I would tell them like you don't even have to choose ours. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to stay here. Like, but just just commit to one because there's something beautiful about the commitment aspect of being a follower. Of Jesus saying like. This ain't perfect, but I'm choosing because I think God's leading me here mm-hmm. to be a part of this community to, yes, grow, but also then to give my gifting of how he's created me to, mm-hmm. to, to be a part of what God wants to do here and in the community. Yeah, there's just a yeah. co- there's a, a beauty in commitment and consistency yeah. that's missed if we do that. I know that some, mm-hmm. someone like Sioux Falls, a place where probably a lot of people who will listen mm-hmm. to this will maybe live or move someday. It's like I've heard that happens a lot there mm-hmm. where they have some incredible churches in Sioux Falls. And like if you're looking for a recommendation, come talk to us. But like there are some great churches in Sioux Falls. And I know I've heard of people <laughs> who will look at different ser- or series they're mm-hmm. doing and pick their church yeah. for the month based <laughs> on the series. that. And, and I get that. I get the temptation to be like, that intrigues me. I like mm-hmm. what they're doing. I like that pastor. I want to hear them see that. I want to hear them hear this song. I want to hear this event. And that... 
but the consistency that's missed there when we hop all mm-hmm. around is we don't get to put down any roots yeah. and we don't have we don't get to start to have those relationships mm-hmm. and, yep. and to really invest deeply in one place yeah. mm-hmm. so it's one way to resist consumerism yeah. Uh, yeah which is a big issue in the church in a lot mm-hmm. of places but is to actually come in and serve somewhere if someone's looking to serve how could they do that in most local churches? Spe- <laughs> like specifically? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of areas. Yeah. You got a lot of opportunity. Oh, yeah. Right? Kids? Yeah. Kids is one. You like kids? Nursery, you like babies? Maybe you don't. I mean, it, 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 well, if you don't, that's okay. Yeah. Because yeah. don't serve in a kid's ministry. If you yeah. don't that's, think? Fair, that's really good, actually. <laughs> no, I, here, uh, here, hear me out on this. I, I'm not saying like, okay, I disdain kids. Like, I hate being around. Yeah. I'm saying like, okay, maybe you're not gifted yeah. to work with kids. That doesn't mean you can't serve there. Oh, oh. definitely doesn't mean you can't oh, yeah. serve, but no, you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's something really impactful about stepping outside of a place of comfort, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting a, a dog ministry. Brennan, will you serve there? <laughs> if the Lord calls me to it. <laughs> if he calls me to it. But like, there was so, like, I was a resident for a couple of years. Dogs. <laughs> I was a resident for a couple of years, and my job was middle school, high school, college, mm-hmm. young adult. And so I had this huge range of like youth I was working with. And I can tell you, like, I wasn't super passionate about the middle schoolers. They drove me nuts. They were crazy <laughs> and wild. They didn't listen to any sermon I feel like I ever preached. They would they would mess with me. They, they counted about how many times my voice cracked in every message, and that's what they took away. Like, it drove me nuts. But there was something about that where God did a refinement mm-hmm. in my soul, and he that's really good. stretched me and grew mm-hmm. me as a leader. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, when it looks like service, if they need someone to help with kids, but you really want to do high school, but they don't need help in high school, Maybe you serve with That's kids good. for a season. Yeah. yeah. All right. I cut you guys off. That's but good. how dare you? Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Uh serve in the youth group. Yeah. Middle school, high school, depending on how they break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into worship or tech, most churches need help with tech <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Even if you don't know sometimes how to do it, you can learn. Mm-hmm. Drummers bass slides and sound. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Get involved in Sundays in whatever ways. The church that you're at may offer, whether it's mm-hmm. greeting team, you make coffee, yeah. you work at an info table, whatever. Get connected in groups. Come, come alongside one, someone to lead a group. Yeah. Um, there's so many ways, and that's only like very generic. Your church that you end up at may have some even more specific ways. Yeah. So Yeah, I think, like dog ministries. Yeah. <laughs> that, I'm really curious to know how that's going to work. We oh, could got it. brainstorm that later. Perfect. We did that last week when we did de-stress. <laughs> we had dog, dog, dog Tuesday. Yeah. It was great. I was one of like one guys there. Then there was like 60 girls and 10, eight dogs. I don't know. It was awesome. They loved it. I was like, yeah, this is fine. I'm, I'm okay being here. Brennan stood outside the room for about Not a lot there. of males who were interested so, in the so dogs. The, the there were men, like four or five that came The men the who were passionate about maybe wanting to get married when they miss a great opportunity They're, to connect. Yeah, yeah serious. They they guys, things. you really missed it. Get them. They did. You come play with the dogs, you would have gotten all those girls. <laughs> all of them. Dogs and babies. And, that's going to get them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I legitimately lost, don't. You know how many you know how many males serve in a nursery? Not enough. In our church? None. Zero. I don't think so, yeah. Zero. Man, this is this has gone the that, wrong direction. That, but I your feel motive like for serving should not you be dating. It just that's might happen. It could happen. We're just saying like that shouldn't be the motivation. Isn't that the analogy? You're running your race and they're running <laughs> your yeah, race. Yeah, you're just coming alongside, right? This is the Ben Stewart model of, deci- of, of dating. Is like you you just passionately passionately pursue Jesus, and as you're pursuing and you're serving, all of a sudden like there's gonna be people who run alongside you. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Go. What other things can I say that make no sense? <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish up here. We need to get back to here, where we're supposed to be. <laughs> here's where this is like the if we were gonna sum up a lot of what we said in like a big question. It's is the is the church you're looking to be a part of, are they kingdom minded 
and God focused. Is that the heartbeat of who they are? Then after you can answer that like big question and and filter through some of these, then you can bring your preferences back Mm -hmm. in. Like maybe you really love contemporary worship songs and and you love one group and you want people to do that one group or like whatever preference you have, like it's okay to have those things. Hold them loosely and be okay if they're not all met. But that's at the end of this conversation where those can come back in. Because, yeah. again, like in Sioux Falls, I think you can find three or four churches that'll check all these boxes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So then in the end, it's like, oh, how do I know which church to choose? Like, maybe it's part of your party preference. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a pastor you feel like you learn better yeah. from? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. If you can learn better in one space than another, maybe that's the preference that matters. If you worship better in one space than another, maybe that's the preference at the end. Like, that that can help make you just make a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh what else? I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, that sounds great. No. Yeah. The the place we'll leave it, and maybe I'll remember it some other time. <laughs> the place we'll leave it is if you're looking to move, if you, if you are moving, if you're transitioning, if you're going back someplace for the summer and you want to connect with us to ask about churches or just different ministries or different different places where you're going, ask. Like DM mm-hmm. us on yeah. Instagram or hit us up. You can find our emails on the church website. We would love to be able to equip you or at least come alongside you. Like if you're moving to Milwaukee, I don't know if I know a church right off the top of my head yeah. in Milwaukee, we but can, I promise you out. I will find some yep. people who know a good church yep. in Milwaukee mm-hmm. that can get you plugged in. Yep. So come and ask. We'd love to, to support you in that. We are praying for you as yeah. you transition into the summer or, or into the next season of life that you have. We know that can be difficult, yeah, so but it can be stressful. It can be stressful. Like continue to rely and trust on the Lord. Um, push into community as you're here for your last month or so. And, and God has good things in store. That's good. So, This has been the 86 Podcast. We are officially on <laughs> countdown to 114 Let's away go. to our live recording. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>